Hello and welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. In today's episode, we are going to introduce you to the wonderful Rachel Miller, who has been an incredible friend of mine for many, many years. Now, once upon a time, Rachel Miller was most known for being the woman that Facebook contacted to teach them how social media works. Yep. She was literally the expert that Facebook brought on <laughs> to tell them how their system works because they didn't understand the best way to use it. Um, she helped create some of the most popular social media accounts of all time. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. So this is truly an expert, but today that's not what she's going to be talking about, although I suspect that it will happen. <laughs> today she's going to be talking about how she managed to get fired at the age of 40, which is impressive. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you, somebody said, you know what, we're done with you. You're oh, out. I fired myself. Oh, you fired you. That's a much better topic for the episode. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I did. I did know that. Um, yeah. You know, Rachel managed to um, essentially develop a way that she could fire herself at the age of 40 um, through uh, an incredible uh, system that you've developed for for generating money, essentially, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. which is excellent. So um, why don't we, before we get into it, Rachel, if you wouldn't mind, just tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and, okay. and how you discovered this amazing method. Um, how, how many of you guys have kids and you're like trying to juggle all the things? Um, I have six kids. And which is more than than most people. More than most, maybe. Um, <laughs> we when I had my first child, um, I got pregnant while I was on maternity leave, so that pretty much meant I wasn't going back to work because, like, anyway, people don't really want to have two maternity leaves right back to back. So I, <laughs> I wasn't let go, but I was let go. I, I had to move on to a new new thing. So I go home and I'm like struggling, like, what am I going to do with myself? And we had the idea um, that my husband, like I would, we, I'd become a stay-at-home mom and my husband would financially support us. And that's great. Only I went like crazy because I have to have something for my mind to do. And talking to toddlers who just talk gibberish to you all day is just not mentally stimulating. And so I had to have something that was mine that I could control. And so my, starting my business actually became a, a form of therapy, I guess you could say, because I could control my business when I couldn't control my toddlers in Walmart on the floor screaming. But I could control my business and I could control how much money I made and I could control, it was like a scorecard that I could have for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and how I came up with this, I think I came up with this on Reddit sub forums. <laughs> it's not something that I came up with. It's just something that people, a couple of bigger names, um, people have come up to me and said, Rachel, how is it that you're financially stable? Mm -hmm and I'm not financially stable, or I'm about to go through a divorce, how do I like keep my money? And I'm like, I've never been divorced and I don't know anything about that, but I do know how we've kept our money. And like little by little people have asked me about that. So when you came up with, before this episode guys, he gave me a list, which of these topics would you be able to speak on? I'm pretty sure they wanted me to select the social media one in that list. It's pro uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> that's what you're known for. <laughs> But, but that's because yeah. no one knew about your secret wealth building thing. I know. It's, it's been kind of fun. We've been able to, um, I could fire myself from my own job, my own business. I was able to have somebody else run my company. And even when they revenues decreased by 30%, 
I could be like, whoop de doo it's okay. I was able to take my money and buy car washes, buy apartment complexes. Um, we've had no debt for six years now. Great. Um, any debt whatsoever. And um, I guess other than solar panels, I was talking to somebody, we put a solar panel on, I had to get a loan for that. Um, mostly because we have no credit. And so I figured we should probably have some credit again. Um, so anyways, but our system, I've learned something called, it's called FIRE, Freedom, Independence, and Retire Early. When you combine FIRE with being self-employed, it's like explosions happen. Okay. Um, and that's FIRE does cause explosions. Yes, it does. It does. It, it's, um, it, it, if you look it up, it's FIRE, and it's like you can find subreddits about it, chubby and lean FIRE. So I started lean, and now we're getting into fat, and eventually I might be chubby. Okay. So, uh, I mean, this is not about weight. This is specifically about financial chubbiness. Yes, about financial chubbiness. <laughs> right. So, so you can you can have a chubby for finances. Yeah, that's fine. It, it's it's good to be chubby. Get it? Okay, yeah. I like being chubby. I, yeah. The parts of me that no one wants to be lean financially. <laughs> no one. Except my well, dad. Honestly, my dad is being lean and still fire freedom and independent. That's awesome. Yeah. Like if you can be have freedom and have independence financially, even if it's lean, that's an amazing accomplishment. So we first got lean probably in my mid thirties. Um, okay, it was yeah. So let's okay. Well, without sounding completely stupid, what is fire and how does somebody do this? Okay. Like if somebody wants to do this, what do they do? Um, what I love to do, or what I tell people to do, is look for your minimum, your target, and your hairy, outrageous, ridiculous financial goal. Okay. So your target is what you're living at right now. So. How many of you hate budgeting? I can't stand budgets. <laughs> Do not put a constraint on this girl. <laughs> uh, it, it turns out that's 100% of everyone. No one likes budgeting. No one. No, no there's one not does. a single person except my accountant, and that's because he charges me to, to, to do, do it. it. Like, yeah. Who does that, yeah. right? I don't do that. So this is the system that I came up with for myself that I could save money and still make money and still live and be free and do that without having the constraint of feeling like somebody was telling me what to do and not to do. Okay. Even if it was a spreadsheet, it was my own spreadsheet. But Makes okay. sense. So minimum in target, your target is like, look at the last 12 months, what left your bank account, divide that by 12, that's your target. You can Makes live sense. on that. That's... <laughs> it doesn't require you to open a spreadsheet and categorize things. You just say, how much did I spend in the last month? I could probably do that again next year. Yeah. Um, and then your minimum it's the 80-20 principle. How many of you guys heard of 80-20 in business? Like 80% of your efforts come from, or 80% of your result come from 20% of your efforts? Yep. Well, it's the same with your standard of living. If you remove 20% from your life, you probably wouldn't notice it. Like you wouldn't feel the pain if you remove 20%. So the goal is to have your um, minimum or your target and then take 20% off of that. And that 20% apply it to different goals. And so that's how I... Can you go the yeah. other way? Can you add 20%? You could definitely add 20%. So you could... Because and because I'm, I'm an additive, not a subtractive yeah. person. So like, if let's just say that I'm, you know, struggling to get by on like 180 grand a month, which is uh -huh. the kind of where I struggle. Um, could I just add an extra 36 grand a month and, and instead of taking what? away and going down to what, 150, I, which I don't know if I could get I, I think taking it away causes you to have a bear chase you. Got it. And if you feel a lack, you get up your butt and you go do something about it. Got it. If you don't feel a lack, 
sometimes, I don't know if it's just me, you kind of sit down and decide you want to do nothing that day because you're cool, everything's comfy. If you take 20% away, Makes sense. Or if you, even if you add the 20%, I would now say, great, you're taking 40% away. Because <laughs> so, my head is like, but that could be my entire Dungeons & Dragons miniature budget. That could be. That could be. <laughs> yeah, okay. But here's the thing. If you lost that 20%, mm -hmm. is it going to fuel you to now earn more so your 20% is bigger so now you've got a bear chasing you again it would be but when would i get my dungeons and dragons budget back so now you're <laughs> okay so like, let's say you're okay let's do actual real numbers let's say your cost of living your target is ten thousand dollars a month okay because it's just an easy number to yep. work with 10, okay ten thousand dollars a month you need to live on you would make yourself live on eight thousand dollars a month and you have to make twelve twelve thousand dollars a month to get that budget which now means you're now motivated to work harder get to it. get to twelve thousand because you're Taking the extra away. You're giving yourself a false level. Uh, for, okay. It makes you work harder. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got so, it. I understand. Okay. Um, okay. So when I go to my minimum, that means I'm living on 80% of my budget. I put that into a checking account. Yep. And every, that's the max that's in that checking account. So I can only spend in that account. How many of you guys are looking at this account, looking at that account, wondering like if you have money to pay for this? You just open the account. It's got 80%. That's all I have this month to use. Got it. The That's next right. month, the new money deposits. And what I do is I have 80% stay in that account. And then the 20% automatically goes to my other goal. Okay. And so I don't have to think, do I, am I saving for this? Am I paying off debt? It automatically will go into the account. So you can have your bank set up where it automatically sends yep. a portion of your paycheck over. Um, okay, so when I, or my, I, my own paycheck, because I pay myself. Um, so 80% goes there. The next thing is with FIRE, you want to make it where you don't have, where your income is passively generating all of your financial needs. So now you're free, you're independent, you can go anywhere. And if you want to, you can retire early. And um, so for me, that 20% that's left, I first get one month in the bank. So that way it's a, a SOS, safety. Yep. an SOS account. Got it. So if, how many of you guys have had like a leg break? Okay, we've had broken arm and then another broken arm and then we had like another. <laughs> with with okay. children, something breaks like we weekly. Like, I think three broken bones in one year, okay? Yeah. If I didn't have those months there, I would have had to put it on a credit card. And once you start putting it on a credit card, well, now you can put something else on the credit card. So it kind of starts to snowball in your mind that that's an option. Yep. And so for me, I just, that's what the one month is for. And then that's your rainy day. So once you get to one month, um, then you take it and 80-20 it. 20% goes to your next goal and 80% pays your current goal. Got it. So one month, three months, six months, you want to get a buffer in your savings account. And then the other 20% goes to your next thing, paying off debt or buying an apartment complex or saving up for a car. If you've got Whatever a teenager who's about to start driving, like I've got two teenagers up and coming That's about to drive. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that ain't college. My, my, that, my oldest is 13, uh -huh. so we've got at least 10 years before he gets a car, thankfully. Maybe longer, so... Well, yeah, thankfully in Texas, it's really awesome because they've got hail here. So, like, cars are actually pretty inexpensive after a hailstorm. So yeah. you just have to kind of, like, chill and wait for a hailstorm. It's true, and, and also... And, and it's good for a teenager to get a car with hail damage because for quite a lot, they're going to hit everything with that and car. And it's going to end up with hail damage anyway. Within, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. And also, <laughs> where we live, there are no cars on the road. 
It's just uh, dirt tracks everywhere. Yeah. So that's easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll bang it up. No, you don't live in the middle. Well, I, I've been, I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but you still drive cars. Yeah, we, we drive cars, but there are no other cars. There are just, no other It's cars. just our cars. Yeah. Um, okay, so, all right, so, so you've set the system up. Yeah. And then you're going to use, so you've got, so now you're at six months, to, to a goal of 12 months worth of all well, expenses. I only get to six months. Six months, and okay. then Because once you get to 12, then you don't have a bear chasing you anymore. Got it. You always want to have a bear chasing you because if you don't have a bear chasing you, how many of us just get lazy? And for everybody <laughs> watching, we don't mean a literal bear. I just want to make sure that everyone knows it's not. I call the bear chasing yeah. me. Like, no, I, it's... I don't even say, well, there's no bear chasing me today. So I'm just going like... to. So we've got six months in the account. Six months. And then the next go to the next goal. And so we have it where um, it pays off debt first. And yep. that's how we became debt free. And But we're always 20% goes to the next thing. So we'll have 20% goes to a fun thing that we're saving up for or 20% goes to an apartment complex or whatever. Once we have our investment fund at 100, I don't think about what am I going to do with my investment fund until it reaches 100. My bank signs the notification that that fund has 100K in it, time to spend it. And the next <laughs> the next investment to come my way at 100 grand is <laughs> kind of gets it. That so I, so it. I'm, because I'm, car washes. So I, 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 yeah, I have two Okay, so, which two. is one really, seventh, I think, of two car washes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because this is this is unique for me, and the reason I explained this. Obviously, I do a lot of merchant acquisitions. Um, I've trained twenty two hundred people now, nice. um, in how to do this, and the number one thing everyone wants is car washes. They're insane, right? So my, so, uh, they're great for all sorts of things. Within a year, we were full of our. Mem it's a membership car wash, so they have to pay monthly, mm -hmm. and then within, I think it was under a year, we completely filled out. For all intents and purposes, the number of car washes we could kind of yeah, do. it's crazy. And I know from I know from Breaking Bad, they're good for money laundering as well because I I watch TV. So and I you know I'm not gonna say why you got it. I'm not gonna go for that. Of course, of course not. Not that you would ever admit on camera. Uh, but, but the the question is. Um, how did you go about finding the car wash and how much oh. was it a hundred thousand? Like I'm, I'm actually curious well, about the car washes. Yeah. Um, we, we invested a hundred grand. Okay. Um, and it was because I was sitting at church and a guy at church said he was going to inherit a certain number of car washes and to inherit the car washes from his father's friend, uncle, whoever it was. Um, that sounds like a Nigerian prince story. It was I'm so like sorry. A Nigerian prince story. Um, he said he, he needed a hundred, he needed money to, to buy the car washes. And I'm sitting there thinking, do you own the land outright? Okay. And the land lot is here. Would we be okay. able to, um, like if you sold the lot, would we get paid first? So you yep, can pay yourself sense. off the car wash, but if the car wash goes under and you sell the lot, I get the two, my, my money off that you first. Yep. Um, and so in that case, then there was no risk. Um, so he's like, well, I need more than just hundred grand. I'm like, well, there's another guy over there. I know he has a hundred grand probably in his bank account. So why don't you bring both of us on and we'll, we'll do this for you. I love it. Do you do a hundred grand per investment? I tried to, yeah. That's really clever. So there's, there's I actually a couple like that, that are system. like 50 because they would only let me, like I was part, like somebody else had 50 and they needed my 50 to make their 100 grand for whatever. But I tended, to, I tried to do 100 grand for all of them. That's really cool. All right. So let me, let me summarize this because I, I think the system is pretty cool just for, for everyone here. I'm going to make sure I understand it. So essentially what you do is you're saying, uh, let, let's use 100 grand a month uh, just because the numbers are bigger and it gets there faster, but it's the same as 10K. Yeah. So you, if you make, oh no, let's do 10K a month. It's more accurate, I suppose, to, to most people. You see, you're living on 10K a month and you say, okay, I'm going to live on eight and I'm going to put 2K aside. Uh -huh. And then we now know that five months later, we have 10K aside, which is one month's worth of living expenses. Yeah. We then take 20% of that 
which is 2K, and we start using that to pay off debt and what have you and whatever we're going to do. And the rest goes to three, the three months. Which now moves into a three-month goal where we're going to save up 30K. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we'll take 20% of that and go into a six-month goal. Yes. So at some point, we'll have $60,000 in the bank. When we have $60,000 in the bank, we'll take 20000 of it, and we'll put that away. Um, it, whenever you reach the goal, it just automatically, you just tell your bank account 20% goes to the next yeah. one. And then when that bank account gets full, 20% goes here. Like, so, yeah, so ba based on this math, we're looking at uh, every five months, we've got one month worth of expenses. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at uh, six times five. Um, so we're looking at about three years to get to a point where you've got three months put aside, realistic, um, uh, six months put aside. You see, because there's a bear chasing you, you actually start making more money. Okay, got it. Um, because you cut your expenses, but you can only you only get eighty percent of that. So you have to now work harder. Yeah, every if, if dollar self, you make. If you're self-employed. If you're self-employed. Yeah, so for sense. me, okay. that's why fire mixed with self-employed is like ghastly because you're like, well, I don't have that money. Well, you do. I just took half of it away and put it here. Yeah. Um, and so it makes you work harder. And I've actually done this with my children. My son, he doesn't do twenty percent because he's a kid and all of his expenses are paid for. Yep. So I take 50% of his paycheck and it goes into account. Oh, God. oh, let me back up. You have to make those accounts something you can't access. So there's no online access. Not the, the, the one that you deduct every month that you can access. The other one, they have a password that's really ridiculous. You never save the password. You have to manually type it in. So like, and then if you like, you have to go into the bank and like, and then the bank gives you this huge grief about whether you're deleting it, what you're, you know, or removing it. It's not deleting the money. The bank just broke <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just a real, it's a real pain in the butt bank to work with. Okay, you pick that bank. And uh, like, that's why I picked that bank. It's yeah. not the nice bank. It's not the easy access bank. You pick the one that's really difficult because it's going to, I can't go there now. I'll just do that tomorrow. It, Got it. It's hard to get the money. It makes yeah. me late. It feeds my yeah. lazy Only spirit. open two hours a day. <laughs> yeah. But they also take an hour for lunch during that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one that's really difficult. When you have the money, but now you can't access it. So now the bear's chasing you. So when you need more money, you don't access the money, yep. you work harder. And so then I'll make another sale so I can have the 80% for me. So my son, who's only allowed having 50% of his money, he's it's his choice, it's not his allowed. He has, we've talked about the benefits of this and he's mm -hmm. agreed, but now he's working 35 hours a week with two different jobs, like working multiple jobs because he's like, well, I wanted to go to do this, but I only have this much bank account because I've artificially made his salary lower. So now he actually makes more money. Makes sense. Um, and he's always finding new ways to make money so he can afford the things he wants. But he, by the time he graduates college, if he keeps this up, he will have enough to probably buy a house outright. Makes sense. All right. And so, and so the hundred, the hundred k, you're using that as cash investments into various different projects. Yeah, whether it's yeah. whether it's putting hundred k into co ownership of an apartment complex, co ownership of car washes, yeah. co ownership. Yep. And now sense. then I don't have to manage them. Correct. So and I don't have to do anything for them. So. Like I could, if I want to, like if they're having a glitch in their marketing, they may have run a couple ads to help. You know? Yeah. And, and I think this is, this is really important as well for people when it comes to investments, because we talk about this a lot. Um, a lot of people think I'm going to buy a thing and own it. But when you buy it and own it, you also take ownership, yeah. which means there is responsibility and pressure and all this other stuff. When you take a smaller percentage of something, mm -hmm. it comes with less ownership which can translate to less responsibility, less effort, less And less pay, yeah. too. But at the same time, remember, I'm fire. Freedom, independence, retire early. So I want that independence. I want that independence of not needing to show up to work if I don't want to. Yeah. And um, if I 
take a smaller percentage, but I'm diversified. Now I'm truly free because all my eggs aren't in one basket. Makes sense. What um, <laughs> what kind of return on investment are you looking at on like the car wash when you put 100K in, um, if you don't mind sharing? We're already profitable on it. Okay. And it's been about a year and two months and we're beginning um, breaking ground on our second one right now. Awesome. And um, my guess is they will try to buy me out with a 3X multiple in like under two years. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but I'm going to try to hold out and see if they don't buy me because I'm a lesser partner and they'll, they're, yes, they're they motivated have... to buy out my shares. Yeah, of course. Um, so much but here's the, here's the cool thing. I also, using that system, I was able to be my own venture capitalist, capital fund. So we're actually building a software company and we put 400K into the software company. It's like a massive undertaking. I don't do things small. Um, don't put Rachel in a box and tell Rachel she can't do something. Rachel's going to do this. She's going to do it the way she wants to do it. <laughs> and for me, that meant I needed 400K. Well, I was able to come up with 400K because we had all of these bears chasing me and I still did the 80-20, which meant I had to work harder to make the money to here to, to fund this project. And um, it was really, I didn't have to have a venture capital fund. So which means I'm free because I don't have, I'm not beholden to investors for my own project. For sure. <laughs> I love that. This is awesome. All right. So um, if you had advice for somebody out there right now and they wanted to uh, put this into practice. Is there any other little pieces to this that um, that are like nuances that they need to be aware of, or is it no freaking excuses? And I mean it because like we did this strategy when we had my husband and I were making twenty two thousand dollars a year. We were technically in the level of poverty, <clears throat> and we were college graduates. And we had spent we started this right after we had spent our first paycheck on paintball guns because we were twenty and we didn't know what we were doing. And we got a big paycheck and we're like, yeah, this is awesome. And we went, bought paintball guns. And then we had no money for rent or food or anything else because we were kids and we thought we were adults. Do you now own a paintball gun arena? No, we don't. I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. Is... It would be fun to, we do love paintball. So, <clears throat> or my husband does. Yeah, that's awesome. He's now an ultra marathon runner. So he doesn't love paintball as much as he used to. Um, he now loves money. He's like, <laughs> he decides to I need to get different hobbies. Better at dodging paintballs. I know. <laughs> he just changes his hobbies every couple of years. So. I, there's not, nothing wrong with that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. We've been married like for 20 years. I think this is on his third hobby. So <laughs> <laughs> he goes all in when he goes all in. That's, that's puffy. I love that. Okay, cool. So um, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to towards the end now, from, from your perspective, what's next for you? Now you've, you've built up this system. Is it more of the same or obviously you've got the software company coming? Yeah. Um, honestly, someone in here prints 3D homes. Mm -hmm. my, my next is I want to have enough money in multiple investments spread out that I can have my tiny home in the woods and literally not do anything again if I don't want to. I'll have to manufacture a bear so that we keep doing something. I'll have to Make a bigger bear. But. If you live in the forest, finding bears is a lot easier. <laughs> just, just put that out there, especially in a tiny home. Like I, I like the tiny home. I know it's crazy, guys, but I don't. I don't. I'm not a flashy person, so that made fire easy for our family because we we're not like flashy people. Yeah. Um. But that's awesome. But yeah. Would you say that that mm. not flashiness? Because it sounds like I'm. I'm gonna obviously you know my background's in psychology. It sounds like when you get your first paycheck, you were flashy because you bought a bunch of paintballs. Would you say the reason yeah. you're not flashy is, is because, because of to, because yeah, of this? To go to like the freaking food bank and get ramen noodles from <laughs> ramen. <laughs> <laughs> because we have no money, we can we spend it all on paintballs. It's also good. It's very good for me, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Do you think that was a a, a correlation? Do you think that? Well, it 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 was a wake up call, and I was raised with parents who. 
um, were entrepreneurs where they had feast and famines. So I knew what like feast looked like and I knew what famine looks like. And so I knew how to go into super save because I'd seen my parents do it. I just didn't have a reason to super save until we had spent our money. And of course, I told my parents that we did. And they're, I'm like, could I, you know, have help with that? And they're like, heck no. <laughs> so, Wait, here's, here's, you're, you're a kid who's I mean, now an adult. So <laughs> here's what's fascinating about, about that. it, kid. <laughs> you know how uh, children often deviate away from their parents. So it sounds like your parents had volatility in financial security oh. and you develop financial stability. No, I, we have no volatility. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have no volatility even now. Like we, we did spend like an enormous amount of money this past year on one investment and then the software company. So like we spent just a, a money I can't even conceive of spending to be honest. Um, and nothing changed really in my family's life other than my son did ask for fancy shoes. I'm like, dude, you do not need those fancy shoes. You can just get the regular ones. Get ones that are 80%. Um, and also, you're, you're about to have a growth spurt. So, like, yeah, it's no you're point. 13. When you're 14, we'll talk. But yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but isn't that fascinating? Like, so you've, you've, you've deviated away, but still kept the entrepreneurship spike. So, you, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the stable the entrepreneur. Money, but we, I don't feel the spikes of money because often as entrepreneurs, when we get the spikes of money, we go spend it. Well, we won't spend it. If we give ourselves a paycheck and the paycheck is this and 20%, the paycheck is only your target. Like you don't raise your target. You live the same amount of money. I, you're happy there. I love this. And I, I think, you know, everyone listening to this, everyone watching, I think it's well worth uh, at least putting this into action and testing it until you have what, say, you know, a month worth in the bank. All right. Why not? Oh, I would actually go even to three because one month, one catastrophe can wipe out. For sure. Three months, you need two two catastrophes to wipe out. So well, yeah. Well, my, my thinking is commit to do one month, and if you hate it, don't. Yeah. But if you like it, go on if and you do hate the. It, that's the bear chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bear. <laughs> that feeling. That's awesome. Like embrace that bear. Be like, dude, you keep chasing me. <laughs> if I don't have a bear chasing me, guys, I don't make as much money. I mean, um, I mean that that's an absolute like, fact. Like a year ago, before the software company, I wasn't. I wasn't working as hard. I wasn't enjoying my work as much because I didn't have a bear chasing me. The bear like makes it fun. I don't know. No, I agree. With it you. makes it the game. It, it, yeah. 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 If you don't lose it at Dungeons and Dragons, you don't want to play again. No, no. You it's, have to like it, you have to fight for that win. You don't you, just get the win on a platter. You, you make you, you good analogy. If you're in a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and you walk inside the castle, and the dragon's like, "Yo, come in." <laughs> And like, to play that game. Want some goals? You know, yeah. it's like, oh. And we're entrepreneurs because we love the game. Like, it's true. embrace the game. <laughs> I know, okay, so we ask every guest on our show um, if they could say, what do smart businesses do? I think I already know your answer, but um, in, in a single sentence, smart businesses, what, what would can you Can fire themselves. And I thought, I've always built businesses up until recently where they needed me because there was like some ego thing. But a smart business, I think they don't need to be needed and they can fire themselves. Um, so freedom, retire, freedom, independence, retire early. And I think even like, how can you fire your entire team? So like, how can you make your whole business um, independent? And then in addition to that, you have to have an audience. Cause like I could lose, I could lose my software company. I could lose my courses or launches could die. But if I have my email list, if I have my audience, you can do anything. Yeah. So you can sell anything to anybody. If you have the audience, if you have a shop in the middle of a field, you're not going to do anything. Um, An email list is easy, the most powerful thing. So, yeah. So as long as you have a list and you have the um, freedom, independence, retire early. And Ryan Dice talks about this, actually. Um, he talks about it as the bus rule. How many buses can hit your team? Which, I, okay, it's morbid. 
but <laughs> how many buses would it take before your company goes down? Yeah. Um, and by, by that meaning, like something something happens to someone, like they get hit by a bus. I, I'm sure he probably didn't want me telling that story publicly, but at the same time, <laughs> at the table when I sat with him, it was really impactful for me because I was like, okay, how can I retire myself? But also, how can I make sure every single person on my team, if something happened to them and they had a catastrophe, like their child's in the hospital, they can still come back in three months and be fine. Everything's cool. Everyone can retire and be independent. You just solved the problem for me and you have no idea that you solved it. And it just, I, I just like blanked out because my brain just solved something for myself. So, <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm going to share it. Uh, but yeah, um, so um, I've been, I'm a member of like seven different masterminds and I just left one that I've been in for a couple of years um, due to just, it wasn't what I was after. And so I was trying to figure out where I'm going to go next. And I know exactly what I'm going to do next. I had no idea so until cool. this exact That's moment. So cool. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I'll, I'll share with everyone because I know the value of mailing lists. Yeah. And I know that nine times out of 10, working with a mailing list is what is going to generate me stupid large sums of money. Yeah. And um, there are not masterminds, but there are networking events for people that have mailing lists. Yeah. I know them. I get invited to them all the time. And I never go because I'm always trying to learn more technical business stuff. But I am aware, highly aware, that networking with the mailing lists would actually be worth a lot more money to me than going and learn. Because I know the technical stuff at this point. And they don't even need to be your mailing list if you can target my That's exactly my point. So if yeah. you can control, yeah. like I've, I've learned how to control an audience. So yeah. I can control even Adam's audience if I wanted to. Because I can retarget, like I could take pictures of me here with them. I could then take a lookalike audience of the people who engage on that video, which I know if I tagged Adam, some of them would be Adam's people. And then I could, like, there's all these yep. things I can do if you learn how to control the people Absolutely. and the, the flow of traffic. I'm not that I'm going to do that, although it would probably be in your best interest if I did. But anyway, so. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that's, yeah, but no, that's absolutely amazing. So yeah, so I appreciate it. And so there you go. And this is one of the cool things about having somebody like Rachel on is it does trigger your brain to start thinking through those things and spotting stuff. But yeah, this is a no-brainer. I should be yeah. doing this. So I appreciate it. Um, just for everybody here, just want to remind you that this episode uh, episode was sponsored by The Working Vacation. I take a group of entrepreneurs out twice a year onto a cruise ship where we sit down and make them do more in a single week in their company than they normally do in six months. And talking about the bear, we have a very unique bear at the next Working Vacation Ooh. because the bear is the fact that the cruise ship is going through the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yes. fine. And leaves on Friday the 13th. So <laughs> in October. So um, so that's our big our big bear. Uh, it's following the same plot line as Hotel Transylvania 3, I just learned, uh, which apparently is when Dracula goes on a cruise ship to the Bermuda Triangle. So I'm very excited to so everybody reenact make this. Sure they bring their black, black lipstick and black nail. Everyone's on. dressing as vampires yeah, or, or werewolves, whatever your choice is. For <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a great cause. What we love about this particular mastermind is in a normal mastermind, you sit in a room, you hear people talk, and then you're inspired to go and do something. In this mastermind, because it's seven days and you're trapped on a boat, you bring your laptop, we bring our team, and we actually do the thing that you're planning yes. on doing. You can write a book in a week, or you can build a website, or launch a course, film it while you're That's there. That's the bear, because you have seven days to get it done or else. You got it. It's seven days. And the cool thing is you stay, okay, before I go, this is a project I've been putting off forever, and I also have been putting off a vacation forever. So instead, I'm going to go and do both. 
We force people to take at least half a day off every day. So they have to go and relax. They have to go and socialize and, and not work. And then the rest of the time is work. So it's fun. So you have to come on one sometime. We'll I, do. I yeah. do. I do. I do. For sure. It'll be super fun. So anyway, so that's it. I want to thank you all for tuning in and uh, staying tuned. And once again, thank you for listening to Smart Businesses Do This. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.